It is Wednesday, June 19th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. In Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, well, they had a fun one last night. A perfect 10,000 in attendance on a sellout for a Tuesday night in music, and for really one big reason. That reason, six feet, seven inches tall, Aaron Judge continued his rehab stint with the New York Yankees AAA affiliate. He and Giancarlo Stanton played over the weekend down in Durham, but for the first time, he got to play in front of the home crowd. So Stanton's back up in New York, but Aaron Judge in the lineup, and Judge batting second on a night where the Rail Riders would come away with the victory. Mike Ford's the leadoff man, and before we could even get to Judge, three pitches in, Ford did some damage. Here's the 2-0, and it is crushed to right field. Table set and cleared. Mike Ford, solo home run, his 16th of the season. 38th run batted in. And it's one to nothing. Scranton Wilkesbury, three pitches in. Following the home run by Ford, Aaron Judge drew a six-pitch walk. Bravik Valera singled, and that brought up Mike Talkman. Here's the 3-1 to Mike Talkman, and this is crushed to right center field. On the way back, Austin Hayes. This is on the Chevy Homer zone. Four to nothing, Scranton Wilkesbury in front as Mike Talkman leaves the yard. Four batters in, two homers. Talkman touches up, and the Rail Riders have extended their lead. And then two pitches later, it was on to Kyle Higashioka. Kicks and deals the 0-1. Higashioka lines one towards left center field, and this is gone. Clears the wall in left center. A three-homer inning for Scranton Wilkes-Barre. Five to nothing without a single out recorded yet. All told, five runs, three homers, a single and a walk in the inning off of starter Tyler Herb, who went four and a third innings, allowed two more runs, so seven runs all earned over four and a third innings from Herb. And the Rail Riders moseyed right along. They added a run in the fourth inning. Norfolk got three back in the top of the fifth off of Randall Delgado, the only three runs that the starter Delgado gave up over his six innings. And so with the game 6-3 in Norfolk creeping closer, well, the bottom of the fifth inning was led off by Aaron Judge. The 0-1 to Judge, and this is crushed to right field. All rise. Aaron Judge in his fourth rehab game. It's his first home run for Scranton Wilkes-Barre. And somewhere in the range of, I'll guess, 8,000 plus are happy that they made it out on a Tuesday night for an Aaron Judge solo home run. That took the wind out of the sails of the Norfolk Tides. As mentioned, a perfect 10,000 in attendance, well over 8,000 on a Tuesday night at PNC Field. Randall Delgado picked up his first win as a member of the Yankees organization. He's 1-2. and two. Tyler Herb drops to 4-5 and five with the loss. And the final out recorded by Caleb Ort in a game that took 2 hours 48 minutes to complete. Last night's game did not feature Eric Kratz in the lineup. Starting catcher was Kyle Higashioka. He homered in the first inning. But Eric Kratz was our pregame guest. He's a guy that 
was traded last season from the Yankees to the Milwaukee Brewers when they needed big league help after a couple of injuries. Kratz went on to become a real media darling during the postseason run for the Brewers all the way to the National League Championship Series, and for good reason. A great personality, a fun guy to be around every step of the way. And Eric Kratz began yesterday's conversation by talking about that postseason run for the Brewers. It was something that you... You work out in the offseason, you prepare mentally for the playoffs. And that's, you know, being able to go over to Milwaukee and get that opportunity was was really cool. I mean, in my role, sometimes it's more of a behind-the-scenes role. And this time for Milwaukee, I got to, you know, be out there on the field. I don't think it's any different than any of the other years that I've been to the playoffs. Difference is I've actually been out on the field, so the fans were like, oh, yeah, that guy's actually on the team. But it's something that's... You know, there's plenty of things on a winning team that guys can do in the background that aren't, you know, that aren't getting a big hit in the eighth inning or throwing a guy out in the third inning. And so it's something that I feel like I've mentally prepared for it my whole career and my different times I've been in the playoffs. It's just, you know, this time I got to experience it out on the field. Was there a moment last year as that season's progressing where you felt like this is a special season with Milwaukee, that we have the opportunity to take it into the postseason? Was there something that happened during the regular slate? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I guess if I'd had to think about it, when I got there, you could tell that the team was a team that was in the direction of winning. You know, the thing that is awesome about playoff teams I've been on Fans don't really see the fact that there's ups and downs in those seasons. You know, you live and die on the losses, and you look at the column, you look at the, you know, games back or games ahead column, and you know, you, you're like, ah, oh, three game lead, it's not enough, and or one game behind, if we'd have just won one more game. But what you what you get to see being in there and being there, being a part of it each day is, you know, we went through a stretch, we lost five straight games in in Pittsburgh and it was a five game series and we lost all five to get to the all-star break but because of the you know the leadership we had on the team because of the coaches we had and all that stuff I think we really rallied behind that and said there might be another five game losing streak that we have that doesn't mean that we're not a playoff team it just means that we have to learn from those times and be better and I think that was really a moment where I think a lot of guys kind of saw it as, all right, you know, we, we didn't do good there. You know, whether it was, you know, some guys weren't prepared enough, some guys were tired. It was a long stretch of games, but it was something that it was an adverse time that we learned from, and, and we really, I think it propelled us to what we did throughout the rest of the season. This season, you start the year with San Francisco. You spend a little time with Tampa Bay, and now you have the opportunity to come back to the Yankees organization. What was that transition like? What was the opportunity? How did it present itself to get back to the Rail Riders at this point, but maybe be in line for New York as well? You know, like I said, you're always trying to make it back to the big leagues. Um, there's there's other things that go into my decision every year. You know, probably for the last four years when I've had a decision of or a, a slight opportunity of where I wanted to go um, staying close to home is a big thing my kids are involved in things during the summer we're moving so there's there's different things that you hope 
there's a opportunity close to home. Um, you know, that kind of cuts down the entire PCL. <laughs> um, but it also, once you narrow it down to the teams that are close, you for for my wife and I, we really narrow it down to what's the best fit as far as as far as organizations that are are going in the same direction as me. Not in the sense of like, oh, this is a playoff organization or this is not, but in the sense of like, what do they what do what are what are they looking for? You know, can I be a a leader? Can I help somebody out in the clubhouse? You know, so even losing teams that are looking to increase their uh, not their morale, but that they're looking to better their organization. You know, I think it's something that hopefully I can help with. I mean, I, I hope it's not all just for my playing time that that I'm still playing, but it's something that both those things fit. And the Yankees have been all the way from Cashman down to down to you know the catching coach down here. Doug Davis, you know, they've all been extremely helpful and understanding of where I'm at in my career and what I can offer, but also helping me be the best that I can be. Lastly for you, while you were out in San Francisco, do you have any interaction with Rick Shue? He is a former Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Red Baron. On July 6th, we're giving away a Rick Shue bobblehead with a handlebar mustache. Do you have any interaction with Shuey while you're out there? I mean, Shuey was our assistant coach. I mean, there's no – I heard he had told me about seven times daily that he was getting a bobblehead out here in Scranton. And I couldn't be more – when did you say it was? July 6th? July 6th. 6th. I couldn't be happier that I get to be around. To, I mean, he is just such a genuinely happy person. I hope the bobblehead has a cup of caffeine of some kind connected to it or else it's not an actual life-size uh bobblehead of rick shoe but we have to i i'm so excited to have met this guy i mean i've always heard about him i grew up a phillies fan so you know i knew who rick shoe was but shuey as an assistant coach there's very few people that bring more energy than shuey does every day to the ballpark as an assistant hitting coach he is just he's ready to go a big big thanks to eric kratz for joining us yesterday and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. Aaron Judge expected to be back in the lineup tonight with a 7.05 first pitch for the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders going up against the Norfolk Tides in Game 2 of a three-game set. Brody Kerner gets the start for the Rail Riders going up against Tom Eshelman, making his second start for the Orioles organization since getting traded over from the Philadelphia Phillies. Eshelman, as it turns out, made his first start with the Orioles organization last week against Scranton Wilkes-Barre. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.35 with Adam Marco and me. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. You can catch all the action on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.